Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week... We are reviewing a film that is turning 80 years old. Yes, that's the appropriate level of ooze, I believe. Uh, 30s kids will remember this. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that film uh, in question is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, released in 1937, or at the very least premiering in 1937. Mm. Uh, Joining me to review this film, as always, we have someone who has and has not seen the film. Our guest who has not seen the film, and returning, it's Mr. Michael DeGrasse. How are you, Mike? I'm good, how are you? Pretty good. And just a reminder for the folks at home, who are you and what do you do? (laughs) Uh, I am Michael. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a few things. Uh, This time I'll tell you that I own a music school uh, filled with arcade machines. Now, when you play the arcade machines can you play them like a musical instrument or is that purely for the playing of them like an arcade just nothing to do with it just 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 general arcade machines old arcade machines nice yeah excellent so you know the kids do very well they get a go of um gallagher or something exactly yeah absolutely gallagher pac-man gyrus that's pretty good excellent street fighters there obviously metal slug there's a lot i've got an outrun You've got Outrun. I've got Outrun. All right. Well, we'll we, we can wrap this up now. And, yeah, let's go and play Outrun. <laughs> okay. Next that's podcast, a, we'll do it there. Beautiful. Yeah. S- sounds fantastic. Yes, I'll be very distracted. Uh, and joining us as our person who has seen the film and making her debut, it's Dr. Carmen Dolly. Welcome, uh, Doctor. Hi, Stephen. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. And you're, uh, you're very freshly a doctor, aren't you? Yes, very freshly. I'll have graduated the day after this, the day before this comes out. So if you're listening to it the day it comes out, I graduated yesterday. Yes, so yes. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully, yes. No, uh, not officially a doctor as we speak, but officially a doctor when this comes out. So, uh, and, and what are you a doctor in, uh, 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 Miss? Uh, sorry, I was going to go doctor and Miss, <laughs> and then I got completely confused. I'll try just, that just again. Just call me you there. That's fine. Excellent. You there? Uh, what are you a doctor in? Um, so I finished a four-year postgraduate degree in a doctor of medicine, uh, which was just a, a enthralling time. So much fun. No, not really. It was um, yeah, <laughs> it was busy. Um, but yeah, very, very relieved it's done and, um, yeah, very excited to get on with the the next phase of, of my career, I suppose. Yeah. Lovely. So we're here to discuss Snow White. Michael, you haven't seen Snow White. (laughs) No, I mean, look, when I was maybe a little kid, maybe my parents put it on, but I don't remember. I mean, I know the story. You know the story? Oh, Snow White and the three... Slightly more, slightly more. (laughs) The dwarves? Dwarves, yeah. Dwarves. Yes. Dwarves. Dwarves with an S. We'll get on to... Well, with an F. Well, it's got an S for sure. Dwarves with a D. Yes. Dwarves. Yes. Yes. There is is some issues with um, 
how the plural is spelt. But yes, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So yeah, yeah obviously it's a, it's a fairy tale by the uh, the Brothers Grimm, yeah. um, and was adapted in the 30s to be this uh, first feature-length animation film by the Walt Disney Studio. Uh, Carmen. Yes. You have a little bit of a history with uh, the Disney Corporation in that you used to work for them. I did, yes. Yeah. So I think the first time I saw Snow White was actually when I was a child. Um, I think Disney used to have this thing where on Friday evenings they would play a Disney film um, and my family would get together and watch that. So I think that was the first time I saw it. But the first time I remember seeing it was uh, when I decided I was going to work for Disney. And so to prepare myself for this uh this this step i would watch all the disney films just so many of them mm. um snow white was one of the first ones i remember watching i fell in love with it just because it was it was the original and it was nice and and just a, a really wonderful way for the disney company to start mm. you know w- without snow white there would be no Dis- disney company um but much like nicola who has appeared on the podcast before mm-hmm. i have worked at disney world i was on the uh international college program and so while Nicola was working in uh, being a character attendant, I was working with the characters, shall we say. Don't want to shatter the magic for anyone, but I was okay. uh, very good friends with Winnie the Pooh. Oh, um, yes. okay, lovely. Sorry, we'll leave it at that. What is it like working with Mr. the Pooh? <laughs> it, it's very fun signing Pooh over and over again in mm-hmm. kids' autograph books. <laughs> <laughs> so immature. That would yeah, be so yeah, much fun. Yeah, I'm super mature. Do you just write P-double-O and pause for a little bit? I, I did know of one ben performer H. who accidentally signed poop, poop. <laughs> in someone's book and uh, closed it very quickly and gave it back to them. So fortunately, I never did that. But um, so yeah. wait, when he didn't sign his own things? Sorry? When he didn't sign his own autograph? No, he would sign it. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that'd be hard work. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's only got like a thumb and yeah. like yeah. Uh, no digits on the rest yeah. of his hand. He can't even high five you. And they're sticky. Because of all the honey. Yes. Yeah, oh, because of all the honey. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You know, it's a character <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, like, oh, what have you been doing? With? He uh, also really can't see. It's very mm. hard for him to see. So, uh, wow. yeah, it's so, sort of the eye of faith when you're signing things. Yeah, right. Mm. That must be definitely a skill to learn. Yeah. Signing without seeing. Yeah, well, in training, um, they would actually make you, because you have to sign the autographs a certain way each time, so yeah. that, you know, if a kid comes back 10 years later, you know, Winnie the Pooh still got the same autograph. <laughs> um, so, you know, they put you through this phase in your, in your character training where you have to sign the autograph and put on oven mitts and show yeah. that you can sign the autograph with the oven mitts on before you can actually go out And you, you did all that? And I did all that, yeah. <sighs> there we go. Well, that's what, we're going to check that out. I want to see that. Yeah, but... I'll give you some autographs tonight if you like. <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> wonderful. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, I think that is as good a point as any to uh, jump into it. So shall we watch the film? Mm. Yeah, okay. All right, for those of you at home, uh, please pop in your DVDs and uh, grab your nearest basket of apples as we prepare to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Welcome back. We have just finished watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and by me, uh, me and we, uh, I of course mean me, Stephen, and uh, my guests, Michael. Hello. Again. And Carmen. Hello there. Uh, so, 
we've we've just gone through the the uh, the 84 minute running time it's not mm. it's not a very long film and yet in so many ways it is it's uh, what, what did <laughs> well, you it's an hour hour 20 right hour yeah. 24 yeah, minutes. that's yeah. pretty standard movie length I suppose, but, yeah. but it just felt longer in it some really, respects. It really, really yes. did. Uh, yes. what, what, as the first-time viewer, Michael, what yeah. did you think of it? Uh, look, I understand. Like, it's it's very hard to judge things that are eighty years old mm. from the perspective of you know nowadays. Yeah, it did drag on a lot, mm. but obviously it was the first full-length animated movie, and you can see that they're like, oh, how are we gonna how are we gonna make this longer? I know. Let's all wash our hands one at a time, all <laughs> of the dwarfs. Yeah. Um, but it like, you know, like later on, like later animation, you see like they just repeat things. They're like loop mm. a section and they didn't do that. Mm. Like no. that, it would have, you know, so it was a lot of work, obviously, <laughs> you know, I mean, I could do it with Toon Boom Animation Studio nowadays, mm-hmm. probably mm. less time. Yes. Maybe. But, but, you know. Yeah, you'd hope so. I think the production so. time on it was several years. I don't oh, yeah. remember when they started, but it was several years. So mm. you'd hope it would be yeah. would be faster nowadays. But but then saying that, that it's based off a book. Mm. I mean, you've have you read the book? Oh, I, I think I've know. read the the fairy tale. You know, at some yeah. point. Or, so how long yeah. is that as a book? I mean, well, well it's a, a few pages. Yeah, you it's know. not very long. So oh, okay, it, it, so. was, it was part of a collection of because yeah. obviously uh, the, the brother Grimm did lots of fairy tales, and yeah. it was just one of one of many. So, okay. um, I, I mean, a lot of this film does feel like uh, you said that they're figuring out how to uh, do these things. Mm. I think there is a certain enjoyment in seeing that though and yeah. like you know the fact that they do an entire sequence about washing their hands and it turns into a song and yeah it, it's almost as though they are learning how to do animation feature length yeah, yeah. Um, it's and like when yeah. they first decided you know worked out how to do a star wipe mm. you know, mm. and they used it a lot and it was great then <laughs> <laughs> but but viewing it in a in a modern context it it, it just reads as being maybe slightly uh slower paced i guess oh, sure. yes yeah. yeah carmen when did you last watch this film oh it would have been probably about 10 years 10 15 years ago mm. i'm feeling my age now but <laughs> probably right before i worked at disney actually so it probably would have been like 2009 2008 actually okay and yeah. h- how did it feel coming back into the the world of snow white I do remember it being uh, very filler when I watched it, you know, mm. 10 years ago. Like, mm. especially the first half of it yeah. just seems like nothing, as you say, nothing very much happens aside from this is how we animate people. This is yeah. how we animate water. You know, we're mm. uh, animating animals now because we know how to do that. Um, and I, I think that one of the really strong points about it is the music. Yes. Um, I think, you know, uh, probably we'll get back to this later, but the mm. soundtrack is, is very timeless. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the big things it does have going for it. Um, but certainly in terms of pacing, it's it's nothing like, say, something like Beauty and the Beast, mm. where you've got similar sort of source material that's not not very long, but you're, you're filling it out to a feature-length film. And, mm. you know, we're used to that, that kind of happening now in a different sort of pacing. It's yeah. almost like doing this sort of thing for 60 years. They, they learn mm. how to... Uh, create good storytelling and uh, it is interesting because obviously we, we did uh, Bambi uh, uh, earlier this year uh, on, okay. on this show yeah. when you look at those early films like that like Pinocchio like uh, Fantasia which I know is very much by itself um, yeah. anyway yeah. and lots of little bits of it as well indeed but it, it, it almost feels as though the the story isn't necessarily the important thing no. and it, no, it, no. it is possible that 
now we view animation films as being like what story are they trying to tell you know you compare yeah the way this is paced to a very recent disney offering like say moana where that is Mm. um again a relatively simple story but it almost feels as though there is more uh plot more things have a purpose you know there there isn't really a washing the hands song in in moana everything feels i mean there is the you're welcome song i mean well true but again even even that i I would argue is is more about you're being introduced to this important character yeah um as opposed to just uh you know whistle while you work or something like that wait so you're saying that the seven dwarfs who are in the title of the film mm. are not important <laughs> Not when they're washing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was important. She looked. She checked every single dwarf's hands, and mm. they were all yeah. dirty. And then she commented yeah. on each hands, yeah. each set of hands. That's so true. That's, they yeah. needed to be washed, and Grumpy <laughs> did not want a bar of that. No, not a bar of soap. Not, not a bar no. of that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, production on Snow White began in 1934. Uh, just to answer that earlier uh, query, so it, mm. it's about a almost a four year process. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Bambi obviously was was delayed, and it, that took a very long time. Uh, so Bambi well. was like pretty close after this, or Bambi was 1941, I believe. One. Pinocchio was, was 40. Uh, 42 I think for that... Bambi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so it Pinocchio was... was second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, but, so the film uh, begins uh, as all animations do with a filmed book <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, opening, and uh, actually, I, I've, I've actually skipped over something completely. The title card at the beginning that mm. thanks them. Um, it's it's you know something we don't often see in films, and there is a very specific thank you card from Walt Disney, essentially mm. thanking the team for all the hard work that they put in. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, yeah. Obviously, with something being as experimental as this um it feels like a successful version of the letter that came with no man's sky (laughs) yeah yeah. that was the comparison i just jumped straight (laughs) to where um you know they were were trying something new please please go easy on us it almost feels a little bit like that but obviously this was a little bit more successful oh uh, yeah i mean and that's the other thing you know talking about how there's not much of a plot for the first half i mean this is this is like the very first time they're making something that's what, longer than 10 15 minutes of mm. normal animation mm. so obviously there's a lot riding on this mm. um mm. and just like i was saying like some of the animation is just you know I, I, it's like they've they've filmed a person running and they've drawn over that is that how they did this they did yeah because yeah. Yeah. Um. it's it's really smooth animation some mm. of it yeah. uh, certainly the dancing uh there was there, yeah. was, there were yeah. uh dancing uh well well dancers uh who, yeah. who they filmed and then they would uh draw over them and create those um those those lovely fluid motions and i yeah. think even simple things like when we see like snow white clapping or even the the dwarfs even though their proportions are, are different from what we normally see in people the way they move and the way that they have actually got quite distinct movements i mean because yeah. yeah. i mean for example happy's quite uh, a bit fatter than the others so his his legs move differently to say sleepy's and then yeah. dopey's off doing his own thing yeah. and if you can hear a jingle jangle of bells that is mandy the cat oh well it is that as well <laughs> yeah. yes she's the magic getting into the spirit of things so um but certainly sorry to interrupt just uh for snow white um she definitely was based on like a live actress and i believe the actress did most uh, of of the film just okay. acting it out because you can still see some of the footage I think on YouTube and the DVDs. Yeah, right. Um, and that was actually I think her name was Marge Champion. She went on to become Marge Gower Champion, mm. who choreographed a lot of musicals. Um, yeah. A lot of the Hollywood musicals in the sixties were kind of her and her husband doing that. Yeah, right. So, 
yeah um fairly sure there's still footage of it i remember seeing it at some point but mm. yeah basically essentially what they did was just trace her yeah, and that cool. was how they started doing the animation for for those human characters mm. so we get the book opening and then we get to the queen and the magic mirror and yes. very yes. very iconic imagery of this this queen coming in and going um basically saying am i the most beautiful person in the kingdom am i the fairest of them all and the mm. magic mirror going ooh, not quite <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and again it's it's all it's a very spooky and it's a very interesting effect seeing the way that the the uh the mirror looks and it's it's a m- sort of moving mask mm. and it's it's all very otherworldly and it's a really strong opening image i feel um mm. f- for this for this film which has a lot of very interesting imagery but i think that as a beginning is very much like almost like a wow moment yeah well it was it was um it was good to to see a disney movie that didn't start out with like an in like massive amounts of death mm. that's what mm. they all seem to be it's like the lion king his dad gets murdered yeah and it's his fault mm. apparently um you know finding nemo his entire family gets killed mm. bambi's mum gets shot mm. Mm. Up. Everyone's punks, yeah, yeah, up, yeah. The whole, yeah, that's what they're all like now. So I was glad to not start this one out with a whole lot of death. No, yep. we just get we just get an attempted murder. Yeah, it's much lighter. I mean, he couldn't do it. You know, he could yeah. easily take the heart out of a a, a pig. Mm. That's fine. I, I, yeah. Well, the pig might have already been dead. He might, might have just have been, been going yeah. past the butchers and mm. going, oh, yeah. can I have that? Um, so yes, the queen basically says. Uh, well, if I'm not going to be the fairest of them all, I'm going to murder my way to being the fairest, which I presume is how she got the job of queen. That just it just <laughs> thought of that but then. Right? There was not too many people in that town. That's true. Yeah. And this is why I'm a bit like if I was her, the mm. queen, and you ask a mirror, "Am I the fairest of them all?" and the mirror's like, "Well, no. She, this this one person is, you know, who Oh, you mean her? The only other female here?" Yeah. Maybe you think, mm, "There's probably other people elsewhere that this mirror doesn't know about." Mm. How can you trust that mirror? That's true. Mm. I can't trust mm. that mirror. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole governing of the kingdom is called yeah. into question, I think, throughout this film. <laughs> but but um, it is quite lucky mm. that the fairest person in the world, the only one that's fairer than the queen, as far as we know, because mm. he might have said, well, yeah, Snow White's the fairest in the world. All right, we'll kill her. But we never find out if the queen would have been if Snow White was mm. dead. Yeah. There might be thousands of other people down the road. Yeah, would yeah. this have just been like a recurring queen? thing where it's like, yeah, it's now like, you oh. have to go and kill this person in this <laughs> oh. other kingdom. And yeah, and then mm. Genevieve down at the three whatever's house. Oh, God. And then, oh, now we've got Angela. Oh. Yeah. And there's the beauty from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Indeed. He, he, yeah, certainly. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, the Queen uh, starts on this murderous uh, rampage by getting the Huntsman to uh, say, go, go go, take Snow White into the woods, kill her, put her heart in this box, just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Huntsman can't do it. The Huntsman uh, tries to and then stops himself and warns Snow White and says, you need to run away, you need to go hide in the forest uh, so I don't have to put your heart in a box, so mm. run away. And then we get the the still quite scary uh sequence of her running through the forest yeah it is a little bit little bit frightening still mm. um i'm not sure if you know this piece of trivia or if you've heard it but um apparently at the cinema where it was first released they had to um change the the fabric of the seats after the the run was over because apparently kids got so frightened during that they would wet themselves and wet the seats <laughs> <laughs> i can't really see it being that scary but i'm sure back in the day it was you know the first animated yeah, but there's, film, it there's a movie quite that frightening. You, yeah, for sure. But I, I reckon there's a movie that you saw when you were a kid that just scared the hell out of you. Mm. Not to the point where I wet myself, oh, no. but uh, maybe that was just me. Wet 
<laughs> what, what movie was <laughs> it? No, I, don't, I just remember like, no, I don't remember, yeah, wetting myself. But I do remember things like the never-ending story when his horse is drowning in mud. Oh, God. That's horrifying. No. Yeah. I can't bring myself to watch that movie. Yeah. yeah. When know. I was, I think, uh, Lion King came out in 95. Some, yeah, something Yeah, like. so I would have been about five or six. Yeah. Um, my parents took me to the cinema to go see it. Yeah. And I must have been able to tell that Mufasa wasn't going to make it. Um, because at that point in the film I requested to be taken to the toilet and I have a very clear memory of this because I didn't want to see what was going to happen and yeah so um, do you know now do you know oh yeah since I've I've, I've, yeah I've sort of learned but yeah that very first time I remember being very confronted by that as as a very small person because I said earlier that his dad died is that how you found out yeah actually it was it was very sorry it's okay it's okay I'm fine now but (laughs) but yeah so I, I can fully understand like kids who've never seen a big animated colorful feature and then all of a sudden like the trees are grabbing her and like mm. they very clearly uh transform from being just simple branches to like grabbing yes. and yeah. the scary faces and which makes me think one of the dwarfs must be going into the forest and like carving these faces because <laughs> clearly there's lots of carved animals in their house i reckon that happy's going out at night and just yeah. making another scary tree yeah. <laughs> that's why he's so happy he, yeah. he acts out all his aggression on the trees <laughs> Um, but she she makes it through um, and she finds a, a bunch of animals who are waiting around to be drawn into Bambi and says, um, oh, you guys can be my friends. Uh, and then they break and enter into a cottage. Uh, <laughs> and, Which and, is generally what you do when you meet a bunch of new friends. Yeah. yeah. yeah what yeah. are we going to do? Nah, there's a... Oh, let's break into that cottage. Pretty much. And yeah. clean it up. And clean it up. Well, it's yeah, so dirty. It, it, true. She goes in, she she cleans the whole thing up with the help of her animal friends. Yeah. Uh, it's all very... Well, I mean, ob- obviously it, it is classic Disney, but it's mm. very classically Disney, this this sequence of having yeah. these the singing birds and the squirrels using their tails and the... the was it the deer that was licking the plates? The deer plate? was licking the plates. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's not clean. No, it's that not. That is not considered They, they clean. should have used the water from the uh, special water <laughs> they, they did feature. use the water, oh, if you remember. They did use yep. the water from uh, from your favourite tap. Oh, it's yeah. the best tap in the world. Yeah, Michael would very much like the uh, the water spout tap that is <laughs> in the, the, the dwarf's kitchen. <laughs> it's a great, great oh, tap. Best part of the movie. Mm. I so we need to, to we need to eBay that for you. Oh, I had a quick look. Yeah. Uh, Initial initial searches, not not looking too promising. Maybe Etsy. Etsy, yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it gets nighttime and nobody's turned up, so she she decides to Goldilocks it. She says, you know what, I'm just going to sleep here tonight and hope that this is okay. And then meanwhile, we cut to the dwarfs. We're introduced to them. They are mining in um, what is a very rich seam, it has to be said, because there yeah. are glittering Ooh. stones yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's... It, it's slightly ridiculous, um, just just how much um, uh, mineral wealth there is. But they, they <laughs> you know, they're gathering it up and they're singing their, you know, their hi ho and they get home. They're singing their number one hit. Yeah, their yeah. number Getting one. Getting it out early. Well, you know, it's like, well, we can't sing the washing the hands song because we're not going to wash our hands. So. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, but yes, they they get back home and they find um, that the house has been broken into, and it's been tidied. Oh my god. And it's uh, and then of course they they encounter Snow White. Um, now that that sequence took me maybe twenty seconds to say, but mm. it, it took a good, <laughs> good long portion of the film yeah. to get yeah. through this. Yeah, that um that kind of chewed through a lot of time. Mm. And um, I think there was something when they were animating the the film about uh, Walt Disney, you know, paying people for for gags that they would come up with when they were animating it. And I kind of feel like a lot of them were crammed into that sequence as well. Yeah, um, you get Dopey doing a lot of stupid stuff and. Uh, 
I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head, but it was just a lot of uh, slapstick and... Uh... The $5 a gag policy, which yes. is uh, one of my bits from the... Uh, Sorry, IMDb. I'm stealing no, no, no. all your bits. No, no, no. it's all good. Uh, honestly, uh, if we can try and seamlessly weave these in, it okay, makes, it, it, makes okay. it sound like we know what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Thank yes, you, um, the animators uh, were encouraged by Disney. He instituted a $5 a gag policy. Um, one notable example of this policy is when Ward Kimball uh, suggested that the dwarfs' noses should pop one by one over the mm. uh, footboard while they were peeping, uh, peeking at Snow White. So mm-hmm. that's one. But you know, think, yeah. basically anything Dopey did was was like a five dollar gag. Was a five dollar gag. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the little cute spider in the house coming out and shaking one of its many legs. Yeah. Um, that was a five dollar gag. Yeah, that was that would have been a five dollar gag. Mm. And I actually think that that's a good way because the, the film was very uh, whimsical and charming, even though there wasn't a lot happening. Yeah, it was still fun. And I think yeah. I, I think if you're introducing what became an entirely new way of making films, mm. I, I think having it as being light having it being friendly having it um sort of showing that you know you can still make jokes in this format mm. um as opposed to you know relying on like a physical comedian like a charlie chaplin or a laurel and hardy you know the fact that you can do this with with drawings mm. um i, I think it I, I think those five dollar gags are actually quite important in yeah. animation getting a foothold in yeah. people's minds yeah giving it something to go to Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe that also sort of helped, you know, uh, create like a collaborative environment, which then helped with that transition to theme parks as well, where yep. you've got a lot of visual gags in in things mm. like the Jungle Cruise mm. um, that came along later. So maybe this was the the start of that kind of that kind of environment. I don't mm. know. I'm talking. No, no, it's making. All good. I'm speculating, but uh, it's well, it's possible. Well, whilst you speculate, yeah. um, you did mention while we were watching the film, uh, you wanted to discuss the Snow White ride. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I did want to bring this up for any diehard uh, Disneyland fans like Nicola, who mm. I'm sure is listening. Um, yeah, no. So when Disney World first opened, there was a Snow White ride there, and I think it opened from 1971 to 1994 was when they changed it because they got a lot of complaints. Um, basically there was no Snow White in the Snow White ride. The okay. idea was that you riding through in your carriage were Snow White. Um, and this, uh, ride was basically four minutes of just that horrifying animated forest scene. Oh. So you'd be riding through in complete darkness with these horrific looking trees, like reaching out, trying to grab your vehicle. And then the witch coming out every two seconds and, and screaming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ride ends, uh, you go through the mine and the witch throws a rock on you. And that's where the ride ends. So you, and you live happily ever after. Oh, you, oh so you don't die. <laughs> you, well, I mean, the, the storyline kind of suggests that you as Snow White get crushed by a rock and that's oh. where the ride ends. Wow. And there's footage of this ride on YouTube. You can, you can look it up. But yeah. oh my God, it's just, it's horrifying. Hmm. And I think there was one video that showed like kids getting off the ride and a lot of them look really traumatized. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, don't, yeah, they changed that. that ride. Yeah, they I'd... changed that in 1994. But uh, is it there's still a Snow White ride? There's still Snow White rides. There isn't one at Disney World, but I think most of the other parks have them. I'd be yeah, surprised right. if Anaheim yeah, doesn't I don't, have it. I don't it, remember. But, I mean, uh, it was yeah. years ago. I'm sure you can YouTube, but everyone's yeah. everyone's filming them these days. But mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was a particularly particularly interesting ride that you can look up if you're ever bored and want to laugh. There you go. <laughs> so uh, we we cut back to the Queen. She finds out Snow White's still alive. Uh, she decides, right, you know, if the Huntsman can't do it, I'm just going to have to do it myself. Yep. Uh, and it, to do that, she transforms herself into a, a hideous old crone uh, and and in doing so undoes her own beauty. And there's a moral message there, I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I can't think of it. I no. will. I'll think yeah. about it while you're talking. Okay. But yeah. Uh, and, and we, again, we see that this queen, um, not great at governance, pretty mm. pretty apt at alchemy though. Pretty good at potions. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and turns herself into this crone and then and then creates the poison apple, the apple that will put you into an eternal slumber that can only be broken by love's first kiss. Uh, that that you know all the usual stuff. But mm. but again, at the time, not usual. Um, it, it is interesting just seeing how this film has essentially set the groundwork for so many things that have come afterwards yeah. um, to the point where you recognize it in things like Shrek when th- that came along and started parodying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's interesting that this is almost that that starting point where where these tropes, uh, the groundwork for those tropes were laid in cinema. And yeah, it's just yeah. really fascinating seeing how it plays out. Well, yeah, I mean, I've never seen that movie, but I've seen 80% of that movie. Yeah. Yes. In everything else. Yeah. Mm. yeah except for the hand washing. I don't... Yeah. I don't yeah, there's, yeah, there's a reason for That's the thing you really reference, yeah. <laughs> um, I've thought of maybe why. Mm. Uh, this is a... I'm, I'm not being serious right now. Okay. But I think what she should learn from this, the mm. queen. Yeah. And if you're so vain that you think you are the greatest looking person in the world... Maybe every now and then make yourself look not so good mm. so that other people will take apples from you. Okay. There's a there's a there's something to live by. I you know, I try to offer people apples all the time and they just don't accept them. So one day I'm just gonna make myself look mm. not so good. Hmm. Well, you had a good point about how she could uh, have less difficulty in, in getting Snow White to eat the apple. So much difficulty. Hmm. Why would you show up to somebody's house and be creepy and try and offer them an apple? And then say the apple has magic wishing yeah, powers. Just, yes. Just be, like, normal. She's and... clearly never had to improvise in her life. She's no. clearly just she's just there going, I can't tell her exactly what to do. It's a magic apple. Yeah. yeah. Which it is, I guess. And it's the, only, it's the only real shiny one, conveniently, hmm. on the in the basket yeah if you just show up and you're on the street somewhere you're walking around and be like oh hey what's going on oh are these apples mm. yeah oh you can have an apple hey yeah, have them all mm. and just wait because she will eat all the apples in time mm. you don't have to be there and make sure i mean <laughs> what she could have done like going right to the beginning yeah she could have just given snow white the old crone drink she could have literally just make like have a cup of tea, darling. Oh, thank you. Oh no, I'm hideous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm the fairest. Yeah. Two minutes done. done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but oh well. Uh, so we get through the washing the hands sequence. Snow White bites the apple. Uh, no, and... because the elves, no, the elves, the, the dwarves <laughs> yeah. leave. Yeah, sorry, the dwarves yeah. leave. Uh, yeah. So they're not there. Uh, yeah. Snow White bites the apple. She she dies, quote unquote. Um, the animals n- know that something's going down, so they go and get the dwarves and say, "Come back, come back!" And they yeah. come back, and then they chase uh, the the queen, the old crone, up the uh, suddenly rainy and very slippery the, this, rocks. This pride rock, yeah, climb her up, pride rock. Yeah. yeah, and then she attempts to kill them using the Archimedes principle of "Give me a leather and I'll move the world," or at the very least, <laughs> this murderous shaped boulder. <laughs> uh, but it backfires because she's evil, and we get some uh, lightning that comes down. You know, some yeah. like uh, karma lightning, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the queen perishes uh and well, then some karma vultures you know yeah. she falls from a great height and then a boulder falls after her we don't know the actual outcome really i, I think that's a fairly standard protocol for death <laughs> in a disney movie though if yeah. you think about it and i think like the two literal vultures going dinner time <laughs> oh did they actually say dinner time? they didn't no well, but that that was what i read in their eyes oh, it's, yeah. it's dinner time there let's go down and have some dinner not those vultures, <laughs> oh, not those different vultures. disney vultures <laughs> <laughs> Um, and but yes, yeah, so the dwarves uh, are upset. 
because uh, obviously yeah. Snow White is dead, so they put her in a glass coffin. Yeah, just leave her like that for months. Yeah. 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 She's not decomposing. Lucky break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. that's actually... Have you seen the movie Bernie? Uh, no. As in... Is the one it rela- with Jack Black? No, I haven't. I was going to say, is it related to Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, no. Like, just- well, technically, yeah, because mm. he, he killed... Well, okay, he kills someone. He's a priest. This is a true story. Okay. He kills this, this woman who he's looking after accidentally, gets really angry, and just keeps her... Keeps her alive. Well, in a freezer. But it's the right. same kind of thing. So he keeps her preserved, I preserved, guess. Preserved. Yes. Which they didn't, the dwarfs didn't do that. She's True. not going to get preserved in a glass coffin. No. No. I am sure there is some Catholic saint that I've heard about on some podcast somewhere who was made a saint in part because they didn't end up composing. I'm fairly sure it was a woman, not 100% sure, mm. but she didn't decompose and that yeah. was part of the reason they used to justify her sainthood. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe Snow White could have had a prominent career posthumously in the Catholic Church. Could have. Yeah. Saint, Saint, Saint Snow. Saint, Saint Snow, Snow, yeah. So I, I didn't, like no, Saint that. White. It would be Saint White. Saint White? No, it's the first name, isn't it? Saint yeah, Snow. Saint Snow. Snow yeah. is her first name, right? Like, it is. So if she'd been at the, the Dwarf's Cottage for longer, they'd be going, hey, Snow, uh, yeah. how about some, <laughs> bl- uh, some blueberry More. bird pie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, grumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I didn't notice that. I didn't see that bit in the movie when... When she died, in inverted mm. commas, mm. the the book it went back to the book or or, or text. Oh yes, there was a little bit of text yeah. that pops up which shows the passage of the seasons because it goes from autumn to winter to spring. Yeah, because obviously it's Walt Disney, very seasonal. Spring is renewal, yeah. uh, and it shows the passage of time. So she's been in this glass coffin which the dwarves have built for her for uh, about half a year. Months. And then the prince turns up, old singing prince, uh, you know, just plants a kiss on a dead lady yeah. and boop, she Not is... Not just dead. Quite... Like a three three to six month dead person. But didn't look it. No. You know, so, you know, maybe it was just, you know, it could have just been a sign of respect. Yeah. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. And then the prince comes, she's alive, hooray, a castle appears in the sky and that's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, Again, not not a great story, but again, it's it you know it's just based off a, 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 a really popular... short story. A short yeah. story, and I think as a showcase for for what animation could be, mm. it was a it was a pretty clever choice. Yeah, yeah. So as always, uh, I've done a troll through the IMDb trivia section with a few little bits of trivia. Um, this will be a game of uh, interesting facts for Michael and yes. things for Carmen to go. Yes, I've heard that or. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but did you know this? <laughs> okay. Um, so, some animators were opposed to the name Dopey, claiming it was too modern a word to use in a timeless fairy tale. Uh, Walt Disney made the argument that William Shakespeare used the word in one of his plays, and this convinced everyone, although any actual reference to the term Dopey has yet to be found in Shakespeare's work. Really? Yeah. Well, they could have gone with Groovy. Mm. That was timeless. That's true. And Mint. Wait, Stephen, are you suggesting that Walt Disney lied? <gasps> Possibly. Manipulated his workers? Maybe. That doesn't sound like him at all. Not at all. Did he do that to you? Well, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't alive at the time. I mean, he was frozen under the castle. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> um, at a recording session, Lucille Laverne, the voice of the Wicked Queen, uh, was told by Walt Disney's animators they needed an older, raspier version of the Queen's voice for the old witch. Laverne stepped out of the recording booth and when she returned gave a perfect old hag voice and they were stunned. And they asked her how she did it and she said, oh, I just took my teeth out. And that's it. All she did was take out her false teeth. Okay. To make that, and then put on that voice. And it is really weird, because it does sound like two completely different people. Yeah, right. Now mm. I kind of want to see the movie again. <laughs> well, I'll skip through. Oh, yeah, right. Fast forward. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. 
Um, Walt Disney wanted to keep Snow White's voice a very special one-time sound and held the actress Adriana Casalotti to a very strict contract. Except for a tiny bit part in The Wizard of Oz, she never had a real singing part in a film again, despite being a classically trained singer. Mm. So I believe her her father was actually an opera singer and and taught a lot of students. Um, And the way she got the part was uh, Walt Disney called up her father and um, asked him if he knew of any students who would be suitable to audition. And she overheard the phone conversation, picked up another phone in the Mm. other room and started um, talking and singing on the phone. Mm. Um, So her father was furious with her, but she got an audition and then um, eventually got the part. Um, But yeah, I think uh, she did have a little bit of a stage career after that. I believe she, Mm. she did sing in operas for a bit. But yeah, aside from that one line in The Wizard of Oz in the Tin Man song, she never did another film. In fairness, though, if your film record is Snow White and the Wizard of Oz, you don't need to do another film, I'd argue. You know, well, you, well, apparently she, she wore a hair bow and stuff for the rest of her life. Like She kind of uh, took, on the character. took on the character a little bit too much, if you ever read about her. It's, it's okay. a little bit creepy. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine her. Is, she's American? Uh, American-Italian, American I think. Italian. Yeah. I could just imagine her, you know, walking around in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was Snow White! <laughs> <laughs> um, so... To finish on, I thought we could have a look at some of the possible names for the dwarfs. Um, because obviously the, the seven that we got weren't the only ones that were considered. Um, some of the other names that were considered, and I, I want you just to, a simple yes, no, if you think these would have been good names for potential dwarfs. Awful. No. no. <laughs> um, Biggie Wiggy. No, no. that's wrong. wrong. Uh, Big O no. no. One name. One name works. Okay. Blabby. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Chatterbox one. I could have seen that. Yeah. Uh, Deefy. What's a Deef? I don't know. D double E F Y. So dated. It's just like dopey. Yeah. Beefy. Beefy maybe. Dirty. Yes. Yeah. I could. Well. Well. Yeah. Because it was in the time of innocence, and we didn't know any better. He just had dirty hands. Yeah. That's what I mean. Gaspy. So he no. was constantly going, <gasps> Yeah. He'd be like, um, you need to wash your hands. <gasps> You're kidding me. No, I'm not. <gasps> uh, Someone's gl- broken into our house. <gasps> Sorry, one word. It's okay. Uh, gloomy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But then they, but who would they have to swap someone out though? Yeah. Gloomy what? for, who, what's his name? Uh, who would you Happy? get rid of? No, oh, no, that would be a bit too dark. Maybe Doc. I would have gotten rid of Doc. No, Maybe I think bashful. you have to keep Doc. I would have gotten rid of Sneezy. Sneezy oh, was quite Sneezy irritating. Was... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for me personally. Um, I would have much rather have had Jaunty, Nifty, or Shifty, which was some of the other ones. <laughs> jaunty, what is all yellow? Well, I think maybe... Well, it was, jaundice, I think but... it was Jaunty or Happy was the option. Uh, and indeed, I'd love to have seen Shifty, though. Just <laughs> standing shifty. in the corner. Where's that bird gone? It's in the pie. Shifty! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, just uh, a quick list uh, for the other ones. There was also Busy, Crabby, Daffy, Dumpy, Flabby, Helpful, Lazy, Scrappy, Sniffy, Snoopy, Stubby, Thrifty and Wheezy. So, I mean, that would have been hard to narrow it down to seven, really, because mm. a lot of those you could easily like, well, yeah, that, substitute that's a, in. Yeah, yeah. Snoopy, yeah. Snoopy, I'm not too sure about. No, but, he uh, was a dog who yeah. could fly a red aeroplane. Mm. Yeah, would have been great in the film, but oh, we well. just snoop around, really. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and finally, uh, this film was one of Adolf Hitler's favorite films. Oh, well, that's good. Along with uh, King Kong and Sun Valley Serenade, apparently. That fills you with confidence, doesn't yeah. it? I don't know Sun Valley Serenade. Well, uh, I mean, if Hitler recommends it, comes it, it comes with Hitler's recommendation. High regard. <laughs> yeah, I really like the King Kong movie. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, let's score this film. Uh, and for uh, Carmen, because you are uh, sort of new to this, this is your first time, mm-hmm. we try and score the film out of 10, uh, just, just sort of to try and reflect what we felt personally. Obviously, numerical scores for films, for pieces of art, are entirely subjective. But uh, we'll let Michael go first with, with his score. Okay. What would you give Snow White out of 10? Uh, look, I, I probably won't watch it again anytime soon. Mm. Um, I get that it was great. And what they did at the time is great. I'm not putting it, but I would probably give it five uh, water fountain heads out mm. of ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Carmen, what score would you give it? Uh, let's go for Snow White and the seven points out of ten. Excellent. Nicely done. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I, I it was it was it was it was a good film. Um, again, I'm not exactly dying to go and watch it straight away once no, this recording's no. done, but it's an important film, and I think for the time technically outstanding i think we'll be recording this podcast in 1938 well uh, that would be quite quite the thing well it's marvelous i'll <laughs> yes, give it 10 out of 10 mm. although given yeah. the way some of my equipment is behaving it might as well be 1938 <laughs> um but from a from a current perspective from a late 2017 perspective i am going to give it six shifties out of 10 <laughs> uh, shifties. yeah shifty the dwarf that should have been um yeah, so that is it for our review of Snow White. Carmen and Michael, thank you very much for being on this uh, podcast with me. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Yes, thank you for having me back. Mm. And uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, of course, uh, you can listen to more of these wonderful podcasts by visiting uh, thoughtjarproductions.com and looking for more information there. Or you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud or any of your podcasting providers and just search for The Cinema Catch-Up Club. We are, of course, on Facebook. You can find us there by searching for the cinema catch-up club and uh, you can leave your suggestions for films that we should be looking at in the future and of course you can check out our patreon page as well just go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast but that's all for this week so until next time bye bye You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. Sorry. That's okay, I can edit, I can edit that out. Don't. Don't edit it out. <laughs> I am sneezy myself tonight. Yes. I wanted to be Snow White, I ended up as Sneezy.